following podcast may contain a dash of popular profanities. Live, is it? Jeez, I'm really fucking loud. Fucking loud. Jeez, I'm really fucking loud. Fucking loud. We were using the Arcady uh, mm-hmm. iPod instead okay. of the new potato pinball iPod. Well, uh, there's your mistake right there. Yeah, yeah. because the, the iPod that I was supposed to be using was the new potato pinball iPod. Uh, speaking of our buddies at New Potato, uh, oh, I'm talking in the wrong side of mic. Speaking of our buddies at New Potato, I still have to hold this. This is the worst. We're from Sloppy Joe's Live here. This is We Talk Games. Whose idea was this? This is, who do you think? Absolutely. Stink. Yeah. I'm Kyle Von Kubik. Yes. Behind the bar as the bartender is Keith LaRoche. Yo. Why does he still have the click back? I don't know. That's oh, cool, though. Did I ask that last week? I might have. Yeah. Is he like Soundwave from Transformers? <laughs> Hey, Shockwave was in my blind box. That's how that ties in. The blind box of these chibi, you know, things. All the kids like these blind boxes. Yeah. This allows you to spend $500 on a $3 toy. (laughs) Um, I I enjoy that as well. So anyway, we were supposed to do the Arcady iPod. Now we're having to go through my iPad. I have 15% on there. I don't know how much on the other thing. This live from Sloppy Joe's is is a big mistake. But speaking of our friends at New Potato, that's what I brought this up. Now, they did a pinball, little teeny tiny pinball machine for your iPod. They also did a jack, a slot machine for your iPod. They came out with something for the iPad. Guess what it is? Tell me! Foosball! Why wouldn't, <laughs> why wouldn't it be a foosball table? Stick your iPad in this foosball thing, complete with the stand and the, the slider things that come out. That's now, cool. It's a little, it's a little bit on roller skates. It's not, it's not one to one, but it, it was fun. Sis and I played it, and of course, as you normally win in foosball, she kicked the ball into her own goal, and that's how I scored. <laughs> mm. Today, uh, we gave a clue. I'm not going to go through everything else because we wasted a hundred thousand years on uh, the other thing. Hey, you know who owes me money? Don Rickles. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he owes Stinky a sawbuck. Yeah, an apology <laughs> and a sawbuck, and he owes me the triple dicks. Yeah. Okay. So uh, today we're going to be talking about a game by Taito Corp. Now we haven't talked about t- Taito game since the last Taito game we talked we about. We talked about it. right. That is accurate. You like to say correct, <laughs> but this game came out in MCM LXXXIII. Mm. Do you ever yes, try to brush up on your Roman numerals? Yeah. You ever try to? Do multiplication or calculus with Roman numerals? Don't. No, you shouldn't. Yeah. I co-sign that. Because you, you'll, you'll spell like uh, 30 words and stuff, and then your mom yeah. hits you. Whatever. Mifkunt. Mifkunt. That's wrong. Today, we're going to talk about a title game. Now, before I tell you what it is, and we gave our clues, which are great clues, by the way. Listen to the last episode to remember what they were. 
really quickly and another tie-in with a what do you call one of these things a breakout box that you shove your shove in you shove your ipad into shove yeah Rodland, Rodland. <laughs> Show me your Rodland. Well, you can do that. But speaking of Taito, tell me. Of course, Jalico. They both have O's in it, and Jalico made Rodland, which was brought to the iPad by .mu. They're buddies. They're friends. I think. Now you remember Rodland, don't you? <laughs> I couldn't forget. Here's the thing about Rodland. It doesn't work with the iCade. So that's kind of sad. But it did remind me of .mu. Hopefully .mu, after hearing this, because they listen to the show, will make it compatible with the iCade. Because they release some fantastic emulated games. They released Double Dragon Trilogy. They released R-Type 2. They released R-Type yeah, and they released Raiden Legacy, which has like Raiden Goo and Raiden Raiden One, Raiden Two, Raiden Goo I said already, yeah. but and they all control with the IK. Now, if you try to control this with the swiping around, you're gonna say, yeah, you're gonna say forget. But if you play this on the IK, oh my gosh, did Raiden bring the IK to life? I actually felt like I had an arcade machine on my bar top, and right. you know, we, we felt this before. Now it's really worth it to get the iCade. We've talked right. about these .mu games. We've talked about that it supports Midway, and right. now it supports uh, Pac-Man. And I, I can't. Yeah, recall. you you and I were early adopters of this peripheral, and back then, I mean, Pac-Man could not play on the iCade, no. <laughs> so it was a big struggle to find games that worked. But the games that did work worked really well, and now it, there's a whole library of games. So uh, if you haven't grabbed it, uh, we would definitely suggest you do. And of course, all the indie games. I mean, the indie games, the indie are, fantastic, games are fantastic. Yep. But now it stands up to the arcade label. You really can play these great arcade games. I mean, I can't brag enough about Ride and Legacy. Everything about it is perfect. The only thing you don't want to play with the iCade is what the iCade promotes on its box, which is the Atari collection. As I mentioned before, the Atari collection is great. It's just that every single game that you play with the iCade never had a joystick in the arcade it was mm-hmm. all, it was always buttons, a, a, buttons or tank spinners. controllers spinners yeah. anything except those a joystick little wobbly joysticks actually they had too for some of those games not a proper joystick you know what i'm talking about they were like dip switches yeah it's very funny that they promote the atari and i really shocked myself when i realized that we weren't recording no we are okay so let's get on with the uh, what game we're really talking about here because Please. i'm at 14 percent back in uh mcmlxxx i i i 1983 73 i think 83 50 60 70 83 you're right i win that's why that's why you don't do calculus with roman numerals <laughs> uh there was a great game by taito called well Maybe Here, I'll stop you right there, though. <laughs> the game looks like it is from 1973. It does. It's so dated it looks for a its little time. Da- the music oh. and everything, yeah. You're calling that music? All right. So we're talking about Chack PP. <laughs> well, that's that's what you'll think it's called if you leave before the rest of the uh, title screen comes up. Chack and Pop. Is Chacken a verb I'm not aware of? No, Chacken is, you know, hey, it's- hey, Chacken. Oh, I remember back in the day, we used to say that all the time. What's chacking? <laughs> What's chackalacking? And people would say, shut up. Yeah. They would say, do you mean Mr. or Mrs. Chacking? 
So let me tell you about this game. I'm going to tell you everything about this game. And then we'll go back and tell you our feelings of the game. And then hopefully it will be... Well, we have seven minutes to finish. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. and Mrs. Chacken are on screen. Fortunately for Chacken Pop, there's a really nice screen that tells you what everything is. So you can know what your Chacken is. It's Mr. Chacken. You can know what egg is. It's a little little ball. (laughs) You can know what monster is. Monster. I love that. The proper way to say it is a monster. I wish it was a monster, but monster's close enough for me. Then you have caged heart, and it tells you that Check and Pop can poop his bombs either to the left or to the right, and he will roll a set distance and explode an area with like smoke bombs, smoke blocks, I should say, that are very reminiscent of the smoke screen in Rally X. Yes, but they act more like the bombs in Bomberman, which is a contemporary of this game. They do act like they can hurt the enemy and hurt you. This game draws on a lot of different games, but an instruction screen continues. It says, if you eliminate more than one monster with a bomb, you increase score. In other words, it gives examples. Two monsters equals 600 points. Three equals 1,200. So you doubled there. You only added one monster. Then four equals 2,000. And as the instructions say, and then dot, 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 et cetera, question mark, et cetera. <laughs> You've seen this a lot, though, in, in the, uh, arcade games of its time and earlier where it was like the big secret what the, the further multiplier would be or what prizes you'd get on later stages. You know, you see question marks. The et cetera is a little weird. Yeah, because I want to know what was said in between the last <laughs> amount of numbers and the et cetera. So maybe, I guess, what five equals, I'm not sure. Or what V equals. Oh, and of course, there's the mysterious bonus fruit. Mm-hmm. And I think it really is mysterious, I'll tell you why. This game draws heavily on Pac-Man maze genre, but makes yes. nearly every aspect of the Pac-Man maze genre ridiculously difficult. Yes. So while Mr. and Mrs. Chacken are just standing around, the monsters, they fly by, they steal their floating hearts, and now on each stage, one or more, usually more, of your hearts will be in a cage. And you have to go around the maze and blow up each of these cages to free your heart before you make your way to the exit. Now, this exit reminds me a lot of uh, Blueprint. Because it was like always... Oh, no, it doesn't. So never mind. All right. But (laughs) I just wanted to get Blueprint in there. I know. That's a very odd title. I need Mr. Pickles shooting his basketball tractor. The monsters are scattered around the stage. They're hanging from the ceiling. Can I stop you for just a second? I just want to let the audience know that Wiggly's not trying to be more urban. It's actually spelt (laughs) M-O-N-S-T-A. Just want to clarify, because people are going to be like, what's... Why does Wiggly keep saying monster? Yo, monsters scattered. Yeah. yeah. N- normally he says monster incorrectly to begin with, but yeah. he's saying it this way because that's the way it's spelt in the game. Right. These kids from Long Island that made this Christmas album, and in one part they go, Well, Santa Claus, wherever you are, I hope you get here soon. <laughs> so the monster. <laughs> well, well, just forget it, go on. The monsters are scattered around the stage. They're hanging from the ceiling in a small dewdrop called an egg. And over time, they poop out at them, and they start chasing you around. The game is set up like a Pac-Man maze. However, instead of the maze being like a top-down labyrinth, as in Pac-Man, it's like Mm. a house. 
Yes. So you have gravity. The maze has gravity. There's an up and there's a down. There's a floor and there's a ceiling. Right. It's single screen, horizontal. It's very akin, and of, of course it is, to Bubble Bobble. Mm. Uh, this obviously predates it by three years. Yeah, but there's but. another tie into that as well on one, like one stage, I think. Mm-hmm. Now, Chacken can jump off the floor. Uh, he can't jump very high, which is very another frustrating part of it. We'll yes. get to that. He can jump off the floor and he can stick this ceiling. But the floors and ceilings have to be within a certain proximity of each other. And okay. he cannot go around the maze corners when he's on the ceiling, which, among other things, make the game increasingly challenging. It's very challenging to judge what you can snap onto and what mm. you can't. And a lot of time you'll spend boinging around till you're boinged in the face. The Chackens also resemble a Pac-Man in a weird Van Gogh type of way, I think. <laughs> um, he's a yellow blob, or and she is as well. But he has uh, his eyes, he has violet legs, he has aqua wing arms, mm-hmm. and either a small piece of red hairs, small pieces of red hair, or uh, a bow. Antony. The monsters also have a very strained resemblance to the pack ghosts, except they're purple with red eyes, and they have much more of a hive mentality. They are tenacious, they will Mm -hmm. avoid your bomb smoke, and they will swarm you mercilessly. Unfairly, actually. Unfairly. Yeah, I I keep describing the game, I'll get into my... Here we uh, are! Along the maze, there will also be walls that can be destroyed, so you could bomb them, but you could blow them up like... uh, Bummer, uh, man. Any game where you blow up your walls. Yeah, bummer. <laughs> and some of them you have to blow up in order to get to the caged hearts. Mm-hmm. Now, the timer is interesting in this game. It's up at the top. It's a hooded druid of some right. sort. We don't know who's under there. They're called the Mitas. Oh, the Mitas. Mitas, Why yes. wouldn't they be? So you're in a race against the Mitas, <laughs> a single Mita initially. He's pushing a large gemstone towards the exit. The exit is always in the upper top right where you have to exit. So you have to beat him to the exit before he pushes the gemstone, I guess maybe to cover up the exit? I don't know, because I never got to a point in the game where it actually happened. Oh, I did. I, I imagine, yeah, he blocks the uh, the exit and you lose. Yeah, it's very funny, because when he gets to the end, what happens is he's not strong enough to push it anymore. So all these other little mitas come out and they start pushing him, and then they're finally able to give it the heave-ho. Oh, that's cool. Or the Hibahaba, as the case may be. And then it also has short Pac-Man-like cutscenes. There's a yes. big parallels between Pac-Man, but just a little bit odder. And like Pac-Man, there is invincibility, but it's it's harder to come by. There's not these yeah. monster droppings around that you, you eat and become super. There's some chapter. weird, like, Mr. Dude Diamond algorithm behind that of when they pop up. Because I went through... 11 stages before I saw one, and that was the only time I saw one. Well, that's the etc. with a question mark. But I found that if you blow up three monsters simultaneously, you're more likely to get that blowy heart. Although it is ridiculously difficult, it is very satisfying to complete a level. To me, there is a groove to this game, but you might not ever play the game enough to appreciate that. No. As far as the fruits go, I saw apples, I saw cherries, I saw, I think, a watermelon, I think, a pumpkin. I thought that was like a papaya or something. Yeah, and I think a tomato. That's why they're called mystery fruits, I think, because you have to sort of guess. You don't know (laughs) what they are. The programmers didn't even know what the fuck they were. (laughs) (laughs) In later levels, if you can make it that far, you'll find out that Mr. Chacken is also a very funny swimmer. 
And yes. what you'll do is, like you mentioned with Bubble Bobble, you'll blow up these hanging Victorian fire stop glass bulbs, which, of course, all the kids are very familiar with. <laughs> so, so so familiar that in my notes I called them water bags. Water bags. <laughs> and they're water bags, all right. I happen to be staring at two of these in Sloppy Joes right now. They're very funny. In old Victorian homes, you might see these in different different types of shapes and sizes and, and configurations. But basically, they're a glass bulb with a uh, like a bottom nipple. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can be decorated in all different types of ways. Sometimes they have fire logos on and stuff like this. And they're usually in a holder. And these acted in three ways to extinguish fires, which is not what is in Check and Pop. <laughs> but... Just for your own interest, there's a uh, like a, a switch that when it gets really, really hot underneath it, if a fire's blazing underneath this thing, right underneath it, this little hammer will come and knock the top of the nipple off, and then the, the fluid that's in, the, in this glass will fall on the fire and extinguish it. And they give you these instructions. The second method is that you take the water bomb out of its holder, mm-hmm. and you break the nipple off on a table, and then you shake the contents onto the fire out of this glass ball, which I'm sure you could imagine a vacuum-tight ball with liquid in it is really going to shake out a lot of liquid, which it's like hitting a ketchup bottle. a bucket. And then the third way is that you use it as a firebomb, and you just pick it up and you throw the whole glass thing at the the fire and hope that it extinguishes it before the chemical in the balls uh, kills you. So when you hit these... uh, these water bags. Did you see the new version of a uh, water bag? Yeah, from dusk till dawn. Speaking of water bags, no. Well, it's no. a it's a mini series, you see. Oh, jeez. It was it's, it was pretty good. I'll oh, talk okay. about that maybe on the next episode when I have more time. Yeah, we're sure. running long. When you mm-hmm. blow up these water bags, they'll release bubble bobble streams of water, and that'll start to fill up the stage, and yes. you could swim in there a little bit. Now, I only saw that happen like one time, so I don't know. I- Happens twice. It's definitely a welcome diversity to this otherwise monotonous gameplay mechanic. You hit these bags, the water falls down, fills up the stage. I don't think there's any sort of strategy into doing that. You do get to swim around in the water. You don't move all that well in the water. (laughs) And you have like a frowny face. Yeah, he's got a very... Why'd you do it then? He's got a very funny face on when he swims. But it is cool because at least it was something different right continuing on on levels where there are large amounts of monsters you are fortunately given a more liberal amount of time because you'll need to destroy nearly every monster that's on the screen sometimes just getting a bomb onto the area where it can reach a cage can take like over a minute the cages also have a left and right bottom and both sides need to be destroyed in order to free the heart. Now, you might not notice this on the earlier levels because your bomb usually can go right in the middle of the cage and blow up both sides. But in the later levels where you're struggling to just try to jump up and get a bomb on there, you might just blow up one side of the cage and then you'll be like, why the hell isn't the heart flying around? Yeah. The maze is also a real maze in that you might actually have trouble figuring out how the hell to get out of it to the exit. Right. They're all open. It's just trying to figure out how to snap onto the ceiling. Exactly. Yep. And there are also levels where you'll need to ride a moving platform to reach the exit, which, you know, why not throw more at you? That also uh, was in two different levels as some sort of moving girder, but that was not a welcome. (laughs) No. That wasn't welcome at all. That was just more annoyance. The one time it was in the uh, the way, and then the other time you had to ride it like to the exit, I think. I think. Now, also like Pac-Man, there are, are some sidewalls that can be destroyed to create the tunnels 
uh, ladder, like in Pac-Man, that reaches to the other side of the screen. Right, and, and that's where you get blocked again because the bounce of the bomb is so in- unpredictable mm-hmm. that you think you're hitting it, and it's clear on the other side, but there's just one square left where you only blew up half the wall, so you can't go through. I don't remember which maze it was particularly, but I had to walk through the warp to get to the other side right. to complete the game. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I got snagged up because half of the wall was blown up, but oh. I couldn't see it on the screen. Oh, oh. So I kept having to shoot the bomb again and again and again. And finally, I hit it, and then I was able to walk through. It was very annoying. One of the things I found more enjoyable was tossing a bomb over there because I didn't get stuck. Now, if I would have got stuck, then I would feel differently about this. But I like tossing a bomb onto the other side of the screen to blow up the monsters on the other side. And I thought that was yeah, interesting. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. It just the game didn't utilize that enough. And no. I think that pretty much sums it up. 10% of my battery is remaining. For a cutesy game that this is, there's really not a lot of humorous commentary I can think of. Even if I could think of it, it's too late anyway because we're already reviewing it. This game, to me, as you mentioned before, a lot of different weird, wacky things. This game comes off to me like it was a big dev test of play mechanics and maybe, you know, color or whatever, or like right. an old game that they just tried to revive because. As we mentioned, there is no music. It's sort of just like do 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 do. Like yeah, it's like when you when you have like a drunken asshole friend come over and he's like, "I can play keyboard," <laughs> and he starts fucking hammering on your keyboard the same two notes over and over again. Uh, it's a lot like that. All right, while the bass player plays "Smoke on the Water," which yeah. uh, which the bass does not play that line, friends. That is the well, guitar. Before we yeah. uh, run out of time, let me just express the following. Yes. First of all, I do not recommend this game. I don't like this game. Oh. I think this game is just that. It's like a uh, half-finished game. Mm-hmm. Or nowadays it would be considered the next big indie thing on Steam, evidently, because <laughs> everything has to look like it came from 1982. So it looks like shit, sounds like shit, and plays like shit. So it's one of any numerous indie games that have come out in the last two years. Regardless of that, the bomb bounce, unpredictable, like I talked about. It's too much luck driven with the game. The swarm of the monsters is not predictable, does not follow a pattern, and is cheap. It's a quarter stealer. I know people are going to hear me say this, and they're going to say, guys, you are constantly on the dick of Super Meat Boy. But if the game wasn't that, and yes, it's because Wiggly is the announcer in that sh- in that game. But regardless of that, Super Meat Boy, I-, I can say with confidence, is probably the best platforming game to come out in the last 10, 15 years. Mm. And the reason why is because the controls are tight. Oh, man. Because when you die in that game, it's because you died. Yeah. This game, the controls are very loose. They, that, 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 maybe that's not even the best descriptor for the, the controls, but they're bad. You don't feel like you have complete control over the character. You can't judge your jumps. You can't judge what you can snap onto. Something will be successful at one part of the screen. You'll right. try to repeat that. It doesn't happen. Like you said, the ghosts move away from it. When you die in this game, you don't feel like it was your doing. You feel like this game is just cheating you out of your quarter. The ghosts um, can thread the needle on your bombs, man. I don't know. Oh, I can't I've, avoid I've the smoke. Like that. Yeah. I, I've, I got hit with my own nerve gas countless times. <laughs> sure. I've seen these ghosts just slip right through it. Yeah. Just lots of cheapness. 
in this game. Does it have historical significance? Sure. It's probably like a lungfish in the evolution of Taito. <laughs> all right. Where it's yeah. like, it's okay, that's something interesting, but it was kind of stupid. It's a like, stopgap. Right. But you needed it there. You need it there to get to whatever the, the, the uh, <laughs> some other evolutionary track that would get us to the bubble bobbles, mm-hmm. you know? So I see its significance. But I don't think it's worth playing. It doesn't hold up. And honestly, in that same era, Mario Brothers came out and Mm. so did Mappy. And those are two good examples of 1983 single screen platformers. Well, Mappy had the scroll. But uh, Mappy and Mario Brothers, again, platformers, they're in the same genre. And then you put it next to this game and you're like, there's no way Chack and Pop came out (laughs) the same year that these games came out. Graphically, mechanically sound wise just it fails in just every category i know taito wasn't namco i know taito wasn't well to be honest nintendo wasn't all that strong in this era either i mean they their big smash success was donkey kong prior to that a lot of their arcade games are very similar to this game the problem is that those games came out five years earlier right you see the foundation of what taito would become the animations are cute they're better than the Pac-Man games. Obviously, this this is definitely a cash-in on the whole Pac-Man thing. We're going to come up with a mascot mm-hmm. and build a game around it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the animations in the game are a world's more interesting than the actual game. And we're going to create a mascot called Chacken. Right? <laughs> what the fuck is a Chacken? <laughs> what is? Uh, and, and be careful when you Google that because you won't find this game if you don't spell it correct. You go oh. Chuck and Pop. Oh, that's right. Chuck Pop. Chacky Pop? What the hell is this game called? Hey, what game are we reviewing next week? Chalk Pop. Oh. Chalk Pop. Yeah, what? I, I don't know. I can't find it. <laughs> I will agree, but except that I do feel that it's worth playing only for the experience of knowing that it, it existed. Right. And I think the controls aren't that bad. I think that the character design is awful. Chacken. Uh-huh. It's just not made to negotiate these types of levels. He should call the cops or something right. to, to come in here and, and be better uh, characters at playing. He should have got someone a little bit more athletic to, uh, to take a little more slimy that could stick right. to walls, go around corners, stuff like that. I just think it's a bad character mechanic for these mazes. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the game definitely is on a grid. It just doesn't feel like it's on a grid. Right. Like you're moving, uh, you know, tiles in the uh, the levels. But because there's like five tiles above your head and the ghosts are just dumping down like a funnel. Yeah. You don't again. you don't feel like you're in control. Right. Uh, I, I would say if you watch a video of this game and you're like, oh, I want to play something like this, but good. I would play Adventures uh, of Lola. Oh, yeah, Lolo, yeah, yeah. Of Lolo, rather. Adventures yeah, yeah. of Lola. Uh-huh. From, um, who was that? Hal, right? right. Hal Laboratories? Yeah, I, I believe so. Which was on the Nintendo. When I first was uh, looking into this game, I thought it was going to be that. Uh-huh. You know, a mix of like puzzle and platforming. It wasn't. But check that game out because that game's pretty good. Yeah, and then you can play Check and Pop on a Nintendo 2 and then uh, break your cartridge in half. <laughs> hey, we gotta go! Holy shit, we're out of time oh, again! No, we're in the bus on the Sloppy Joe's! Toot toot! Talk, see, oh, what's her clue? Wait, we gotta do John, too. Oh, here comes John, maybe. Hope he doesn't have a 15 minute clue for this game. I'm like, what's so kind of sick about? Magic Fuck him! 
Back with my segment. Um, I think Wiggly wants to call it the Blow Blair Blip now. Um, I I have no idea why the, the name of this thing changed. It's just a small little gimmick, you know. Can we not just uh, yeah? And anyway, never mind. We're talking about Checkman this week, um, so I don't have any arcade tips for you. But if you are a home player on the NES, this game is also available on the PS2, obviously. But uh, if you're playing Checkman at home, if you put in, if you have a Pro Action Replay device and you put in zero 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 three eight zero nine, you will get infinite lives, and uh, won't that be special? And uh, I would like to dedicate this week's Pro Player tip to my main man, Ralph Lewis, who uh, is doing stuff. And yeah, I love you, Ralph. Get better and stuff. Okay, bye bye. See ya. Hey, what's your clue for next week? Since puberty, Bubbles has changed. <laughs> All right, mine is going to be how low can you go with a whale <laughs> and a helicopter and a shark? And now TT Schmookins will give her We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Pickety Buck Arcade Game Audio Clue for next week. Hello, I am Titty Schmookins. Here is next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Pickety Buck Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, geeks. Join in for the next All You Can Eat episode of We Talk Game Pick Out a Buck! Words! I won! I forgot to pick the button, so <laughs> that's how that goes. Okay, stop. You lose. Super Meat Boy X Plus Alpha World Championship! I'm gonna be able to get a little bit of 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 a little bit of